All right, all you beautiful people, you freaks, geeks, blurs, mutants, inhumans, and others, you are now listening to Keeping Up With The Jones. This is a carefree Black Nerd review show covering season two of Netflix's Jessica Jones. I, of course, am your host, Rain Coleman, and I'm joined by the amazing, hardest working man in podcasting. (laughs) Go ahead, Charnel, introduce yourself, brother. You're very kind. No, yeah. So my name is Charnel. Um, you guys have heard me already before, but um, yeah, I do. I do a few shows. I have Boys Love Beyonce. It's every Monday. What did uh, What did you do? Is every other Monday. And what about your friends? Is every Tuesday. And I'm just happy to be back because I love comic books and I love shooting the shit with fellow Black podcasters. So. things and then things start to feel in like little tents you know and that's how i thought about that and then you know it just happens and then awkward the next day you know so that's that felt very relatable to me i'm like oh i've been there (laughs) see okay and right they got that if they didn't have any brown people in that room they definitely had queer people in the room (laughs) right in these scenes god yes (laughs) Yeah, that uh, what it, like I said for the shit that they fuck up, they do get some things right. And Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's storyline was really good. I um, Inez is a white woman, right? Or Inez, she's definitely yeah, she's got to be white. Yeah, because I just just when she was talking to um Malcolm, and again, like I said, this goes back to race. Though she is had this traumatic, you know, last couple years or so. The fact is, she's still a white woman, and the way she was speaking to him, a lot of times, like, even with stealing his TV, with them arguing outside, and then when she first arrived at Jerry's and her, uh, what she said to him, you're the worst kind of person. You uh, act like you care, but you don't really care. And I'm like, bitch, are you 100% serious right now? Like, you homeless heifer, did you not? <laughs> like, I'm a, and I don't think he's, he, I, I can't recall him having a smart mouth, being sarcastic to her. It was more or less, I'm trying to help you. But you're running out on me. Like, I... I've been tasked with... I, this is my job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, to like care you are, or not... You are making my job difficult. For no reason. <laughs> but uh, it's just... Yeah, I just did not like... And she wasn't redeemed fully for me, but her and Jerry together, for me, was more interesting. And I wanted to see more of that than to hear about Patsy and Griffin and her mama and all that. It's just... I just didn't care. I just... I didn't care. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that they tried to. There's a that whole cliche like don't don't hold on to a mistake just because you spent a long time making it. Yeah, I think that they felt obligated to really flesh out Trisha's storyline because she was such a major part of season one. Mm-hmm. But by the end of season one, we were totally on board with just seeing Jessica be Jessica and build new relationships. Mm-hmm. Like how we got to see Luke Cage, and we were like, all right. Um, he better be in the second one. Or now that we've seen Defenders, like yeah. okay, where's the like we're not worried about that. We're worried about the title of their character mm-hmm. um, and their growth. And we don't, and Trish, for all intents and purposes, is regressing as a character, yeah. as a person. And so seeing Jessica move like to the right and well, I don't want to say make people think that they're like political, but having <laughs> Jessica grow and having Trish like dig a hole deeper, yeah, it just feels like it's becoming such a strained 
Yeah. Uh, relationship between yeah, us. yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm really ready for the day that they're no longer friends. Well, send Trish to rehab or so. Like, she needs. The fact that she Malcolm is the only person who recognizes that she is going crazy right now or intimately recognizes that. And her and Malcolm's relationship, even, is just disgusting to me. I want no parts of it. I want it retconned out of here. Um,. I don't have anything for her. I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't her, behind her. Her whole relationship with Malcolm, she, first of all, she's still getting high yeah. on this damn killer. And Malcolm, you're right, the former addict spots addict behavior. Like, you are doing something you ain't got no business doing. I clocked you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, and you know his his snitch ass was going to run and tell Jessica. Like, yeah, look, um, <laughs> get your, get your, and so Trish recognizes that and uses his crush on her against him. Which, She's being a white woman because I just I have nothing for her, especially when, like he said, you you're hot, you're sick as hell. Then you come out the bathroom and you're fine. Then we fucking it. Then now you're erratic. And now like all these you having these moose wings and you know that I have this uh, this infatuation with you. And then you're using it to manipulate me to your ends. Like just right. seeing her kind of brush him off after he, you know, tried to I guess hold on to her after sex. It was just like, bitch, right. I don't care how angry you are. You, The writers are tone deaf. This doesn't... Now, if he was a white man, I think that scene would have worked better. But seeing that it was black Malcolm up there, I just... I couldn't... I couldn't get behind what I was looking at. I just... I couldn't. I, I don't... And there's that whole undertone of most of the women that Malcolm was fucking and disposing of were yes. of color. Say that. Mm-hmm. Say that. And the one he was obsessed with and wanted to bond with and have a relationship was not. And she's the one that mistreated. Like, and I was like, there's there's a way to do this. Like, even if you just threw a mix in, if you had five women coming in out of his apartment and two of them were brown, one was racially ambiguous, the other were white, yeah. we would we wouldn't react this way to Trish mm-hmm. in the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just mm-hmm. they made they did they did a a terrible job of really representing who who should be valued and who should be protected absolutely in all this because and even uh, with her being in oh, i mean everyone needs her if you if you're going through something reach out and get the help you need but even with her being a quote-unquote addict these other women seem like they were just women who was like at the club or something they didn't seem like they were um addicts so in that sense even a white woman who has an addiction or an issue is valued above these women of color who are just regular as she's got to have it girls or something it's just like i just i didn't like well, didn't it they try didn't they try to like redeem i feel like they someone may have mentioned it in like the writing floor because he goes back to his old college and talks to his old girlfriend Who remember was black, was a, like you know lighter skinned black girl um going for her like masters in social work or whatever mm-hmm. um because of course she was uh, <laughs> but like even then but that was in the past and you know what I'm saying so it's yeah. just like yeah. I feel like that might have been a nod towards like hey guys we're not super racist uh, <laughs> but it still it was still terrible I still was over there because I feel like she forgave him too quickly uh, what was her name damn it I wrote her name down but the girl like she was like yeah you look fine and you know he's I called you well we didn't see that call we didn't get to see him make this call to her and, and you know spill his guts about how bad he hurt her and this and that like that would have been nice to see more because then ultimately that scene was set up so he could steal her badge to get into the school so even right. that was like okay that's that's cute but 
one, who the fuck is this girl? Two, when was this relationship? Uh, three, <laughs> why is why are we not seeing more of her if she's like for it? If you had have alluded to her season one or even in the beginning of season two. When she showed up, I would have been emotionally invested. And then when he stole her badge, it would have felt that much more like uh, um, um, more disrespect on top. I just feel like they didn't handle her right now. But you're giving Patsy all this time to get high and, and fucking push drugs on him and shit. And I don't know. I ain't giving Oh, My least favorite thing about this is when like he, she makes him take that and him. It doesn't yes. matter. Just... <clears throat> yes. Like, as a person, I've never been, I've never had addiction issues with, like, substances or anything, but, mm-hmm. like, like just being, like, knowing my mom was, my brother's been, my brother's mm-hmm. rehab right now, mm-hmm. like, that lets me know that you're a piece of shit. Like, he knew, like, he was fine. Like, he, it was a shoulder injury. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't bleeding out on the street, like, and you were just, oh, here, take this, it'll help. Like, you piece of shit. Yeah, she's, yeah. She I'm... don't give a damn about him. I don't like his with his black ass. She just don't give a fuck. My like I said, this writer's room is so tone deaf. Because even aside from Malcolm being black, he's a recovering addict. Why would you put? He even said you don't even know what's in this inhaler. She said, "Oh no, it's just an enhancer and it does X, Y, and Z." But you forcing this shit on him? Yes, he could have not. He could have not taken it. But at the same time, you're you're forcing this on him. You're forcing him to take this inhaler. You right up in his goddamn face. A moment of weakness, he takes it, and he doesn't have the same reaction as you. Well, duh, bitch, everybody's not the same. You smoking cocaine and me smoking cocaine, that's two different things. We're going to react, but I digress. I'm not a fan of her at all. No, I don't think anybody should be. Uh, But another part of this this little group of episodes is that we learn about Carl. Yeah. Um, You know, because Jessica does her investigative work in that and Carl's trash. Carl's yes. like Carl. I feel like at his core, when Carl first started, Carl intended to do good things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think he got so blinded by whatever vision he had that he started seeing any kind of uh, I don't know, any kind of progress yeah. as payoff, and anybody who is affected negatively by it as fodder. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, it's understandable. We can we can fix this. We can fix this. Like those are my least favorite type of evil geniuses. Yeah. Um, like the ones who don't recognize this ain't working. Let's be good at something else. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, who is the who is the the villain from Kim Possible? Uh, she goes boss. Draco. Doctor Draco. Doctor Drax. Draco. I think it was Draco. Yeah, Draco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drax is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Draco was like one of the things about him was. This didn't work. So I'm gonna make a big laser. Big laser didn't work. I'm gonna make a lava pit. Lava pit didn't work. Like <laughs> right, 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 right. This guy, Charles, the opposite of that. He keeps banging on the same door. Like it is locked. We are closed today. Um, but I, I like that. I love the the aquarium scene because Jessica's shape. Like Jessica, like they, that whole scene investigation wise was like she's wearing a wig. The the murderer. Mm-hmm, uh, the wig lady mm-hmm. wig because yeah. her lace front was terrible. <laughs> right, <laughs> was. That's how I know they're at the gate in the writing room. Uh, <laughs> they're like, well, this should be part of the plot. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and then they like locate Trisha's old wig lady, the only time Trisha's valuable in this entire season. Um, and just also randomly carries like thousands of dollars in cash in her wallet. For what? To be robbed. And that's what it sounds like to me. Oh, God. 
just pulling out extra hundreds. I'm like, do you really carry that with you? Who does that? Like, I, plastic is the way to go, right? Like, I would imagine wealthy people, but whatever. Yeah. You can cancel it right away. How people that like $45,000 chains and jewelry on you all the time. Like, really? All right. When you get robbed, don't say shit. Right, but, right, right. right. Like that. And they, they end up at the aquarium scene. And I thought, like, in all of this, I thought it was really dope. Uh, I don't want to rush along. But so what happens is they see the wig lady with Carl mm-hmm. at the at the aquarium. Yes. And they they clock Jessica and so they cracked it last to get yes. away. Yes. And then we find then Jessica again being heroic. Like I like those moments of Jessica where she's like, God damn it. Now I got yeah. like yes. she always like saving people always gets prioritized mm-hmm. over her own personal agenda, even yeah. if it's a case. Yeah. And the fact that she goes in and she like saves these people from drowning and things like that. Um and then one of my favorite parts too is that she puts her phone in rice. <laughs> she yes. goes and buys Right. Yes. 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 Now that um, that is so that's a, such a everyday average person thing to do. Yeah. Is go buy a bag of rice and just shake it. Yes. Yes. That was a, a cute little scene for her, and I, I really enjoyed seeing it. Just like I said, doing everyday shit. Like her superpowerness takes a backseat to a lot of the stuff that she does in the show, oh, yeah. and I really like Drinking. that. Right. <laughs> that part. Um, like she's very she, human for a superpowered person. That, like it is. Yeah, oh, honestly, so no, no, no. You're right. Like in a way that Daredevil isn't, and even uh, Coach, excuse me, Iron Fist isn't either. Like that. Yeah, she's she is very human. She's probably the most relatable, and I'll even say past Luke Cage. And I love Luke Cage, but same. I would say, she, yeah. like the fact that we've all been where Jessica is. Like, not all of us have been ex convicts. Not all of us have, you know, like super strength. We're all like bulletproof, so we just mm-hmm. go and go into things like headstrong, like right. he does. But Jessica like understands her limits, understand her her mental and emotional limits. Yeah, you know, and the fact that she doesn't want to gr- build on them or grow as mm-hmm. a person, mm-hmm. and like it's just everything about her is just like wow. We've all, even if it's not where we are anymore, mm-hmm. we've all started there. Yeah, and I, I love that about Jessica. So like little things like that that make me feel like yep, she is not some superhero. She's just a drunk. Um, <laughs> she she really she's like a drunk with some direction. Yeah, and much. I like that about her. Like, I'll take it, and that's why I'm so excited for like for this. I don't, I don't ever want this show to really end until like it needs to. Yeah. So yeah. once the writing gets shitty, but I need Jessica forever, and I need her in like a movie. Like, Honestly, throw her yes. in, throw her in something. Did you, did you hear? Did you read that article about how the directors, uh, Joe and Anthony, had thought about having Luke Cage show up? In the mm-hmm. New York scene of Infinity War, mm-hmm. I'll send you the link. Oh, wow. So, okay. Okay. I thought you were about to say Jessica Jones. Infinity War, though. No. Okay. No. So, yeah. they want, The thought was, because they were not going to have Hulk, yeah. um, was to have, um, like because the storyline, the way it was set up, mm-hmm. was to potentially have Luke Cage show up in that New York fight scene, mm-hmm. like, as, like, a side character. Like, you know, when things get thrown around, he, like, catches a cab or something like yeah. that and puts it yeah. down. Like, some wild, something wild like that. But I guess the the end of that conversation was just that they didn't think fans would care to see it much. I'm like, what? who did you What's ask? Yeah. Oh, God. See, <laughs> this is the shit I'm talking about. Because you clearly ain't asking anybody who. Because I would even, as much as I don't like him, to see um, Iron Fist in Infinity War for that would have excited me. Because you're directly tying in the Netflix universe. But who the fuck, who would not want to see Luke Cage? 
show up and like even if he put like one hand on like you know on um what do you call him in the, sh- in the movie he wasn't um his black dwarf in the movie right no he, he was he was coal obsidian in the movie i think but he was black dwarf in the comic books um oh. i would just love to see him like punch him in the back or something you know like like mm-hmm. just to like get him out of the neighborhood he was walking through or something yes. even yes. if it's just like helping people get to safety and you know like said catching that cab like, like would have been dope Oh my god! And, and, and you know, and I was thinking about this myself. I said, "Why didn't they include them? Maybe the budget or whatever." But at the very least, you could have taken Malcolm, Jerry, uh, what's white girl Karen. You could have taken the side characters from the Netflix universe and have them running around screaming. Even that would have at least introduced the Netflix universe the into the MCU right. without having to directly have these big names. I just. Ah, uh, they could have done so much. If it was just like a, like something gets thrown into a building and like they're in Jerry's conference room or something. Yes. yes. And like then Iron Man's like, you guys should probably get out of here and like flies by. Like I'd be like, that's it. I would have taken it. That is all. <laughs> that is all you need. But oh my god, how in the fuck uh, are you not? I was like, I was so mad when I read that. I was like, who? Joe and Anthony Russo usually aren't this tone deaf when it comes to like right. what the fans want. Right. And I'm like, you had the chance, even if it's like ten mm-hmm. seconds of screen time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like you. Shit, did you see Deadpool 2 yet? Yeah, I saw that twice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, little things like that, how he was harping on the studio, like, how's, yes. the, how's this place yes. so empty? And they show all the X-Men closing the door, like... Yes. Like, yes. I don't like this, these, this, um, this set of X-Men. I don't fuck with them like that. But Same. it was still a nice nod. Yes. Like, that's all we would have needed. Um, but let's move along, because... Yeah. No, 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 but <laughs> this, I mean, it's, it's true. They, oh, God, whatever. We could have had... Yeah, so there's that. Uh, um, the whole kind of uh, cray cray episode, I wasn't really here for it, only for the flashbacks with mom. Because um, if we haven't said already, we find out who Jessica's mom is. Or is that yeah, Doctor, the fake Doctor Leslie Hansen yes. is actually Elise, who I've been calling by name the entire episode. Uh, well, yeah, uh, there you go. We <laughs> find out that's Jessica's mama. Yeah, that, and who's been kept alive and kept secretly held. By Carl, bitch ass. But the cray cray, right? Like I don't need, I don't need any of this that that yeah. fucking song. It, I don't fuck Trish. I'll say that. Fuck, she's been trash forever in a day. Um, I did like Jessica in these flashbacks. I like that they cut her hair shorter with that little, like she. They tried to make her look younger, but she already kind of <laughs> looks young. So, but you didn't need. Yeah, not at all. But I, I, the only thing that I needed from that episode was the flashbacks of Jessica and her boyfriend at the time uh, Spencer who was trash uh, at times right, using her for her strength which was just, those... come on mm, disgusting and her we mom didn't also need... I'm sorry go ahead no no that was it her mom in those flashbacks that's it yeah like I, we didn't need that storyline without context like he was what was he involved in that like you know what I'm saying like he was like was he stealing money to start things but not Starting the club, yeah, like club. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I understood that he wanted to open a club, but I didn't understand. Like, I, I guess because I've seen power, I was like, what is? I don't understand. Like, how much money did y'all give him to start a club? And then, like, was there a time frame? I was kind of confused on the logistics of that, right? Because it just didn't make sense. But I understood that he was supposed to open a club. That's all I really understood. So, and it was that's the only thing that we really needed was the fact that. Jessica's mom kills this boyfriend and 
because she she doesn't know her, that she's alive, mm-hmm. and so she hides after she kills. Like so, she <laughs> is the cause of like the real um, rift in Jessica's personal romantic life. And yes. we didn't know what really caused it. We thought it was just all losing her family, but mm-hmm. it's so much more than that. The fact mm-hmm. that the person she loved was especially at a time when Trish and her weren't getting along very yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, she felt very isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, was ripped away, you know, and brutally murdered. So trauma. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> much. So there's a lot to Jessica. Like I said, she's such a nuanced character, mm-hmm. and we don't get the opportunity to see this nuance in a lot of other characters. Yeah. Um, specifically, be, especially Iron Fist. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're not gonna talk. It's so trash. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really all I needed from that cray cray shit. I know uh, we ultimately get Jessica with her mom, kind of going on the run, and I enjoyed that. It's coming put me in the mind of like uh, the fugitive, um, and just kind of like a buddy cop. Mm, no, but like a more serious. Mm, maybe that isn't a good right example. But just seeing her and her mom, and seeing Jessica be torn with what to do with her mom, because you. That's your mom, but then she's also a killer. But at the same time, you know, you want the what's best for it was, it was very touching. Um, and it's one of them things where again, it may be a reach, but because of because I've lost my own mother, when I see things like this done well, it I get attached to it. So this scene or this collection of scenes might not be as great as they are in my head, but watching her kind of deal with her mom, deal with the traumas of her past and still try to do what's right, but then knowing that this is your mom, and if you send her away, you won't see her again. It's just, that really, really sat heavy on my heart watching this last episode, episode eight. That was, that was some heavy shit, so. (laughs) No, it really was. I I, No, I agree, and I think you and I are very similar in that. Mm -hmm. Um, When, because I've lost my mind 17, you know, so like I, I get what that's like, watching watching like like even if it's not healthy because bonds like i talked about this before on like what did you do in this episode going up um talking about bonds and how bonds aren't something that's like it's not like a relation typical relationships like bonds can be anything bonds can be religious bonds it could be political bonds like you're going to attach to people who think like you even if you don't know them Mm -hmm. you know so when it comes to moms like the romanticism and the mysticism around motherhood um, the fact that you know your mom cared for you, raised you up mm-hmm. to a certain point, doesn't matter what happened in between those things. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, there's not a bond that can ever be like diminished. It can only be like broken or grown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so having thinking you lost your mom and that bond being broken to re being reintroduced to your mother again. And like, I can only imagine what, like, imagine like your mom coming back, you right. know, like thinking mm-hmm. about that, like, what would you say? What would you do? Like, what would you do to protect her from anything mm-hmm. happening to her? You know, like, mm-hmm. so I'm sure not a lot of people who watched that got that feeling or understood what Jessica was doing. They're like, what are you doing, Jessica? Stop it. She's gone. <laughs> and like, that's not the same thing. And this is, and it's also the reason why after seeing this episode, I started giving Captain America the benefit of the doubt Okay. Um, when it came to Bucky. Mm-hmm. Because remember, like, Captain America's mom's dead. Like, yeah. Funeral and everything, and all he had was Bucky. Yeah. And thinking Bucky was dead, mm-hmm. and then coming back from the dead, like mm-hmm. you're like, so I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Like I understand he fought killer robots and aliens with the Avengers, but like <laughs> if, if my mama, if my mama came back, I would fight. I would fight Iron Super Man too. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So it's same. like it. It really, it really does challenge the way that you think. 
about relationships, especially like non-traditional family relationships. Yeah. And I, I, I also appreciate that aspect of it too, is that we have that adopted family, like you're not really mine um, storyline running through this that we never see. It's yeah. usually like, oh, we still get along, we don't talk at all. It's like, no, you're forced to mm-hmm. coexist with this woman who could care less about you, even if she was taking yeah. care of you. Mm-hmm. Could probably care less about who you were and what you were doing, only because Trish, her money cow, yeah. was the one who wanted you around is why she could, you know, so, right, so like right. there's all these things that go into who Jessica is as a person mm. um, that really makes us love this show a lot more. And it's the things that aren't thrown in our face, but the things that are said without being said. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you for bringing that up. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a deep show. <laughs> yeah. Like, thinking about it, I'm leaving my feelings all day. Like if my mama came back, what would I do? Same. Cause <laughs> this is just, it's great. And, and even, and, and even to what you just said, we end the show with what would a mama do? Like, um, cause they were being shot at and I haven't right. gone past this. So I don't, I have an idea of who might be doing it, but I haven't seen who shot at them. But Jessica was like, yeah, they just grazed me. It's okay. And her mom was like, no, they're trying to kill us. I'm finna whoop some ass. And she yes. runs out of the apartment. It's like, <laughs> that's a mom. I, I just, right. you, oh my God. Yeah, this this may be the thing that redeems Jessica. Well, Jessica Jones has been a good show. Just certain parts I'm not fond of. But when I look back on it and I see moments like this, they will probably overshadow a lot of what everyone has done except for Trish, she's trash what other people have done or what they've gotten wrong because of my own <clears throat> now even open up a bit more just since we're already doing it um i did not like iron fist at all but my mother passed when iron fist first um came out on netflix and that was the last uh, marvel thing that we watched and we were really into seeing the movies and stuff so even though i did not like iron fist i will always probably watch it because that was the last series that we got to watch together. So even in that, it's it, it's just they're pulling they're they're pulling so much out of me. So I say all that to say I know Iron Fist isn't good, but I have this emotional connection to it. So I will always be a fan of the first season of Iron Fist. Much right. like with this this whole mother well mother child relationship through line that's been going through it really hit the nail on the head in this particular episode it really kind of pulled everything that i got emotionally from iron fist because by extension because of my mom it flared up again for this episode so that could be a side effect of just the way they wrote the show but kudos to them for kind of giving me that feeling all over again though it isn't a always an easy one to deal with it still was like um i'll always be tied to iron fist and i'll probably when i finish out this season of jessica jones i'll probably always be tied to this season as well so well well let me just say like i didn't realize that you had lost your mom so recently so like i'm sorry for that that's something that's tough um, it really is like no, because I remember like it that was it's such a tough thing to do and to deal with and to kind of go through. So it being that fresh, you know, my heart goes out to you, man. Um, you. But even in the same vein, I didn't know that your mom was in the comics. Oh, um, yes, <laughs> because my mom is what got me in the comics. Okay, okay. And, and so that's why to this day I will fight you behind Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Okay, like to this day because the first movie. That we saw together because my mom had lost custody of you know me and my brother, mm-hmm. my, me and my sister. My brother was grown, mm-hmm. so like I wasn't living in her house. So the first Marvel movie we saw together mm-hmm. was uh, the first Spider-Man movie oh, in two thousand. Was it two thousand? Two thousand. Wait, 
Oh, yeah, it was like 2002, because I was... Uh, I think it was 02. I think it was 02. Was I a freshman? Right? No, because yeah. 3 came out in 07. Well, let's, let's see. Toby McGuire. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I want to say it was 2001. Maybe. You Google it, like let me just. Yeah, look, it. I'm uh 2002. The first one, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what. So like that's the first one we saw. Like when I was allowed to like really be around her. This mm-hmm. is right before she went to jail. Okay, <laughs> like it was, okay. there was there's a lot of things into it. So because <laughs> as a kid, like she, I I have a whole closet, a box full of her comics. Oh wow. Of like the Spider Man and the X Men comics. So like okay. that's how I got into it. So like. I mean, we saw, like, X-Men together, so I guess I'm wrong. But, like, that was the one when I was, like, of age. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was, like, aware of what the, my situation was. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. just seeing my mom, so these were special moments. Yeah. And then, but I will fight you behind Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because it is always going to be special to me. Yeah. And 2007, when that came out, Spider-Man 3 came out, that's the last Marvel movie I saw with my mom before she passed away. Okay. Um, three months later because nothing else was coming out. Yeah. Um, but like that's something that I remember. I remember my mom. She had like schizophrenia and she had anxiety issues and all these things. So going to movie theaters and malls was a big thing for her. Yeah, yeah. You know, she did it because she loved doing it with me. So these things always meant so much to me. And so like now, like someone's like, man, I love. Don't get me wrong. Tom Holland is the best Spider Man yeah, I yeah. we've seen. <laughs> but Tom McGuire will always be my favorite. Like yeah. because of that. So like I understand having a connection to things that apparently aren't that good like, <laughs> but because they have a special connection um and i just i like that me and you vibe on that level and i i yeah. i appreciate you and i appreciate you you know being able to st- i know don't cry in front of me but Oof. i just appreciate you um like sharing that with me and sharing that with everyone who's listening because yeah. it's not it's not often that you find people who understand exactly to the point right 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 what you deal with but right and that's why to this day like i MCU for the rest of my life. Like I yeah. just, whenever a movie comes out, like I still get the urge to want to pick up the phone and be like, "Ma, yeah." And it's eleven years, you know. So it's like, yeah. I know that man. So my heart, we right here. Oh, know that. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> all right. Woo. It's all right. This has been <laughs> something. Oh Lord Jesus. Okay. Uh-huh. This yeah. is what happens together. This is this is what community looks like. Absolutely. That is that <laughs> that is it right there. That is it right there. Uh-huh. Jesus. Okay, so uh, episodes five through eight, do you have any um, thoughts on them as a whole or anything else that kind of uh, stuck out to you? No, I think we, I think we got it all. I really, I really loved, like, I'm again, this the growth that Jessica's going through. I love the path that her and her mom are on. Like this, let's relearn about each other while we already know everything about each other. Right. You know, they think they know everything about each other, and mm-hmm. she wants to. She's kind of living in the past of like twelve year old Jessica, and Jessica's yeah. like, I'm thirty years old now. Like, I don't know what you want from me, because uh, it's been that long. Like, yeah. that woman has been gone. Yes, goddamn it. So like, it's, so I'm I'm just really I'm just really enjoying that, and I I really can't wait to see what happens next. Same, same. Uh, do you have any favorites from these this last collection of episodes or favorites? Yeah. Um. No, like I. <laughs> I like the Jerry and Inez uh, uh, the episodes because I loved anything with Jerry where yeah. Jerry's featured mm-hmm. um, her um, I really wish again I really wish Oscar was any anything heavily but I'll take Jerry for now this Jerry that's, that's fair yeah, yeah I liked her as that's well. right yeah I'll probably go with Jessica's mom 
um, for, of course, reasons that we've just discussed. But even, you know, in addition to that, um, seeing her as this monster, but then also learning more about her, uh, where she's yeah. just a victim of circumstance. Because if Dr. Carl wasn't so perverted and bent on power and whatever, just, they all could have just been dead. And that's uh, kind of a harsh thing to say, but thinking of, even going back to season one of Jessica Jones, she survived the accident because of Dr. Carl. If he had have not done anything, that family would have died and there would be no stress and pain or whatever. Or maybe she would have survived, but no, no, because she died. They said she legally died. So, you know, they could have been dead and there would have been none of this heartache. But because of him with this God complex, now, you know, the two surviving members of this family due to him are out, you know, separated and whatever. I just feel like her mom has overcome a lot of things, though she is responsible for a lot of shit. She's a victim of circumstance and she seems to have, you know, a, a decent moral compass that kind of is at odds with her um, newfound uh, ge- like genes or whatever. Because he told her your genes have been altered or whatever. So she's essentially a whole new person, you know, with this True. cognitive dissonance of trying to hold on to the past her, but having this new Hulk strength and shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Her, her mom is probably my, my favorite. And that, that black girl, Sophie, who had the baby, who stopped by when she played the oh, piano. Oh, <laughs> like my baby stopped crying once, right. you, once she started playing. Yeah. Like, I really thought she was going to murder that baby. And I was I'm like, so... Netflix won't go there because that's one thing you don't do on camera is kill kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I thought, yeah. You can show them dead, but you will not kill them on oh, camera. Oh, God. Yeah. I just knew she was going to murder both of them, but I... Ooh, yeah. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Ooh, okay, well, listeners, thank you all so much for joining us um, for this latest installment of Keeping Up With The Jones. So now, please let these folks know where they can find you online and all that, that good shit. All right, dope. Uh, I live in the timelines. I love talking to strangers. So you can find me in three places. That's Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, it's one name. It's Charnel B. It's C-H-A-R-N-E-I-L-B. Uh, every Monday, you can hear me and my friend Huey, uh, baby Huey, on uh, Boys Love Beyonce on Mondays, every Monday. Uh, every other Monday with my friend D on our true crime show, What Did You Do? And on my little flagship show with one of my boys, Frankie, uh, What About Your Friends? Yes, so thank you for having me. Yo, no, thank uh, you for coming on. For real, for real. So much fun. Me and you, we're, we're friends. Like, we're Facebook friends and we don't talk often, but, like, I'm going to give you my number. We're going to talk. Okay, man, <laughs> man. I'm down. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Jesus. Uh, who's, okay, so I'm nope. still really <laughs> Misty over there. Look, look. Oh, God. Okay, so, um, listeners, all the links for Charnel's plethora of content will be on the show notes. Um, please check out his other shows rate review like comment share all that good shit on all platforms if it's google play stitcher itunes soundcloud whatever find them and rate and support do the same with carefree black nerd which is available at carefreeblacknerd.com bynkradio.com find me uh that's the hub for everything you'll find all my social medias and stuff if you're listening please tweet us uh use the hashtag I'll insert it somewhere. But uh, let us know what you think about the show. Did you agree? Did you disagree? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you love it? Whatever. And until next time, thank you all for joining. Stay carefree. Stay a mutant. Stay human. And stay away from Patsy's trash-ass mom. Yes. (laughs) 